1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning with verse 32. I'm going to read verses 32 through 37, and then verse 45. 1 Samuel 17, verse 32. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And then let's look at verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. David seems to get an attitude here because before when he kept his father's sheep, he was doing his job. But now, since he is speaking to Goliath, who is coming against the armies of Israel, David says, this time you've gone too far. So I want to speak to you from the subject this time, it's personal. This time, it's personal. Tell your neighbor, this time, it's personal. History teaches us that great accomplishments have come to fruition by those who dreamed that life could be better and have much more to offer. Dreamers are visionaries who can recognize a potential even in the ashes. If you can only visualize it after arrival, then you're not the dreamer who you say you are. Because real dreamers, how many real dreamers do I have in the house? Real dreamers see it before it happens, can't wait till it happens and rejoices when it happens. So tell your neighbor, real dreamers see it before it happens, can't wait till it happens and rejoices when it happens. An anonymous writer once said that there are three kind of people in the world. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who wonder what happened. 
It is to the detriment of man to continually point out flaws and deficiencies of others without offering a viable solution. Political activist Eldridge Cleaver said, and I quote, if you're not part of the solution, you are part of the problem, end quote. It is also impossible to live in this world and avoid the numerous daily issues that we face. And as much as we may try to pretend to ignore them or attempt to circumvent discussing certain subjects, our human nature compels us to hit the replay button, which causes us to revisit old wounds, past hurts, and lingering disappointments. We are witnessing today something like we've never seen in our political environment. And some of us have to do more than talk. We've got to take action and have resolve. But unfortunately, our society has created a self-abased and self, uh, rather self-absorbed and egotistical climate that says it's all about me. And if you won't take my picture, I'll take it myself. Let's, let's take a look at the man in whom God loved. David is young. He is under the tutelage of his father. Many times he is out on the field and possibly not in plain eyesight of his father. But he obviously has been trained and talked to and have made some good choices when he is in the field alone. Some people can only be trusted as long as you can see them. While others, you dare not leave them unattended. Touch your neighbor and say, I know somebody like that. So many times children cannot wait to be by themselves so they can do what they desire. They, they are not looking at the responsibilities and the bills and, and all that comes with home ownership. They've been dreaming about it day in and day out, not realizing that the children of the saints are marked. A saint's child cannot get away with what other children can. David is an amazing example of a young man alone and under control. We see in him a shepherd. We see in him that not all young men are ungodly, nor do all seek worldly fulfillment. It could be, it just could be, that the example of Jesse in the house made a major difference. We need more Jesses in the house, teaching their sons, training their children, making sure that they know how to navigate in a violent and immoral world. 
if there were more Jesses in the house, then possibly 155 children per day would not be arrested for violent crimes. If there were more Jesses in the house, then maybe 1,154 babies would not be born daily to teen mothers. And if there were more Jesses in the house, we can surmise that 18,221 American public school students would not be suspended per day. And let me add this caveat. We don't need overnight or weekend Jesses. Let me talk to this side. We don't need overnight or weekend Jesse's. We need Jesse with a ring on his finger. And we need Jesse that has some papers that will legitimize that he has a right to be in this house. He needs to be married to his baby mama instead of just dropping by on the weekend. Tell somebody, say, we don't need any weekend Jesses. This is how you avoid baby mama drama. Oh, let me, let me move on here. David is doing what he is supposed to be doing. He's not goofing off. He's not taking extended lunch breaks. He's not spending extra time in the break room trying to get by with as much as he can. A lot of folks are not sorry that they got caught. They're just sorry they got caught. David is different. He seems to know that the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. He understands his role as a shepherd and watches over the sheep so that when an intruder shows up, he is where he belongs and he can successfully defend his territory. Many cannot defend their territory because they're too busy grazing in another man's yard. The Philistines are Israel's longtime bitter enemies. While David is home in Bethlehem, the Philistines are preparing to launch a brutal attack against Israel. And David is soon to be summoned, but he is unaware that God has his hand on him. He's unaware that God has him on his mind and he's getting ready to bring him in for a special assignment. Don't you remember when Jeremiah penned the words of the Lord? For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God says, I've got something big for you. I've got something great for you, but you've got to be faithful where you are right now. Don't ever despise the day of small things. You may be sweeping the floor now. You may be in the kind of vehicle that you don't like now. You may be riding the bus now, but that is today. God not only looks at where you are right now, but the God that I serve looks at where you are down the road. That's why when I come to church, I come in here praising God. 
I'm praising him not just for what I'm doing right now, but I'm praising him for where he's getting ready to take me. Anybody in here know God's getting ready to take you somewhere? Don't laugh at me while I'm down. Don't, 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 don't walk by me real fast. Talk about he ain't doing nothing. I'm not doing anything today, but tomorrow I might be your boss. You don't know what God will do for you if you stay faithful where you are. Praise God where you are. Even if you don't like your supervisor, you don't like your manager, God say be obedient to them according to the flesh. God, I serve, he can do anything. How many know he can do anything? David is getting ready to be brought in by God for a special assignment. Special assignment. God has been watching you. Touch that neighbor, say, God has been watching you. He's been watching your, 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 your temperament. He's been watching your behavior. He's been watching your attitude. He's been watching your spirit while you are going through. He's been watching, are you gloom and doom and got your head down? Or he's been watching you praising God anyhow. Every now and then you need an anyhow praise. I'm going to bless the Lord anyhow. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus, everything the Lord has done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Maybe that's why he used Rosa Parks like he did to ignite a movement that would change history. She didn't feel like giving up her seat one day on a hot Montgomery bus. She was tired. She'd been working all day long, and God was watching her, and the rest is history. Maybe that's why he sent Gabriel to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to inform a virgin that she is highly favored of the Lord. And the angel said that the Lord is with you. Touch that neighbor again and say, God is watching you. You don't know what God's getting ready to do, but while God is watching you, he's setting you up. He's getting ready to take you down the road. He's getting ready to take you further. God is watching you. There's somebody here today, oh God, that the Lord has been watching. Lord, I don't know if I can say this. There's somebody here today that the Lord has been watching it. He sent me all the way from Memphis to tell you you're next. Grab that neighbor hand and say, you're next. The Lord is with you. You are highly favored. You are blessed of the Lord and you're next. It's, it's time out for you celebrating everybody else's blessing. It's time out for you just getting happy about everybody else. Now God's getting ready to make you happy. Now somebody's getting ready to celebrate you. Hallelujah. And you might as well get ready because I see a promotion on the way. You might as well start looking up because I see a promotion on the way. David's not seeking the spotlight. He's not seeking position. He just wants to do the Lord's will. He just keeps working in his lane. 
He stays faithful where he has been placed. And if you're faithful in little, he'll make you ruler over much. I'm talking to somebody today who's been faithful in little. You've been faithful in little. You've been faithful in little. And now he's getting ready to make you ruler over much, 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 much. God is in control of destiny. He's got a way of positioning you so you don't have to position yourself. In the meantime, Saul had messed up. God had to replace him. That's why it's important to stay close to God. Because when somebody messes up, God has you in the wings. And he'll bring you forward at the set time. Here the Philistines are ready for war. Goliath of Gath was their champion. He stood nine feet, nine inches tall. Just the sight of him intimidated most men. He begged for a fight. He demanded that Israel would send a man to fight with him. He belittled Israel and defied their armies. And David uh, was sent by Jesse to check on his brothers. And when he arrived there with the food and with the provisions, he appeared at the right time. And when Saul and the men of Israel were wondering what they should do, God had a man that had the Spirit of God in him. And David comes forth, not because he is good looking, not because he is a gifted musician, but because he trusted in the Lord. And if you want your giant to fall, you've got to learn how to trust in the Lord. David now had to defend himself, even against his own brother Eliab. Eliab asked all kind of questions. What are you doing here? Who did you leave those few sheep with? And David said, is there not a cause? What have I done now? But when you are anointed, can I see the hands of those who know they are anointed? When you are anointed, it rubs some folks the wrong way. They've been here since the church was first built, but no anointing. They know the history of the church, but no anointing. And a lot of people don't like you, not because you've done something to them. It's just because you're anointed. And when you are anointed, heaven opens up. When you are anointed, your, your application goes from the bottom of the pile to the top of the pile. When you are anointed, you can go in and shake the hand of a manager and go in and shake the hand of the leader. And they say, I don't know why I'm doing this, but it's just something about you. When you are anointed, God will put you in places that you never should have been. He'll put you in places that you couldn't get on your own because God is in control. How many know God is in control? Hallelujah. Now the mistake that they made, they were trusting in Goliath. The Philistines say, we know that Goliath is going to win this battle. And when Saul saw David, he said, David, you are too young. It's no way you'll be able to fight against Goliath. And David said, let me testify. Is there anybody in here that still has a testimony? He said, let me testify. Saul, one day, I was watching over the sheep, and I saw a lion and a bear 
come out of the forest and I went and slew that bear. I went and slew that lion. And I want you to know, Saul, that the same God that gave me the victory over the lion, the same God that gave me victory over the bear, he will, he'll give me the victory over this uncircumcised Philistine. And that's my God, what you gotta keep in your mind. Because every now and then, the devil will tell you that he's going through your family and this one will never get well and this one will never get off drugs and this one will never get out of jail but I want the devil to know that this time is personal this time I'm praying like I never prayed before this time I'm calling on the Lord like I never called on him before this time I'm pulling down the heavens and I'm saying fix it Lord because this time is personal is there ever a time in your life when the devil went too far and the devil crossed the line and he messed with your mama and he messed with your daddy and he messed with your child and he messed with your pastor and you said, that's enough devil. How dare you talk about my leader? How dare you talk about my church? How dare you talk about my name? And you gotta roll up your sleeves and when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. This time, it's personal. It's going down this time. It's going down this time. This time, I'm going to fight you with everything I got. And when David saw Goliath, he said, I know what to do because oh, Saul said, take my gear, take my armor, take my spear, take my shield and David went to walk out with the armor of Saul but it didn't fit right because God never wants you to try to walk in another man's shoes God always wants you to walk in your own shoes and he said I got my weapon I got a slingshot and I got five smooth stones I know how to use this and when he put him in his slot, he went down and stood on one side. Goliath stood on the other side. And he said, Goliath, you crossed the line this time. You talked about God. You talked about Israel. You talked about the people of God. You defied the armies of the living God. And this time, it's personal. This time, this is for you. You may have beat other armies, but you're going down now. And David put his rock in the sling and began to swing it around his arm. And when he let it go, God got in the rock because Jesus is the rock. Somebody said he's the rock of my salvation. He got in the rock and the rock hit him in his head and knocked him on the ground. And David ran up to him took his own sword, cut off his head, and walked back to Israel, walked back to Saul, and said, look what the Lord did. I gotta let somebody know before I take my seat that God is getting ready to give you the victory. It's gonna be greater than you ever had before. It's gonna be greater than you ever seen before. I'm looking for a higher height. I'm looking for a deeper depth. And I just believe that the Lord have not brought me this far to leave me yet. I believe that before I leave the parking lot that is already done, go and touch three people and say it's already done.
I just believe before I walk down the aisle that it's already done. I just believe before I get in my car that it's already done. I just believe that can't nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody do you like the Lord. Can't nobody rock you like Jesus. He's all right. He's all right. Uh, he's all right. Hallelujah. If you know he's all right, shout yes. If you know he's a healer, shout yes. If you know he's a deliverer, shout yes. Come on, give God some glory in this place. Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God. The devil has been dogging some of you. Been dogging you. You've been trying to shake him loose. Trying to get rid of him. But you can't do it in your strength. You got to do it in the power of the Lord. Hallelujah. And those who the devil have been dogging. Whew. I mean, he's really been dogging you. But this time, you rolling up your sleeves. And you saying, devil, this time it's personal. I want you to move out to the nearest aisle and make your way right here on this altar. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. You know who you are. The Lord is speaking to you. Somebody else who's lost in their sins. Somebody else who's in a backslidden state. Somebody else who needs deliverance from the Lord. This time is personal. Hallelujah. Satan, I bind your power right now. I bind the ugliness right now. I bind the spirit of fear right now. I bind the spirit of confusion right now. I take authority by the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood. I take authority right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Somebody in this room, somebody else, and, you, and some of you are already on the altar. You're not saved. You're in a backslidden church, backslidden state. I don't know any greater church in the city of Los Angeles than you're in right now. I don't know any greater pastor in this city than Bishop Charles Edward Blake. This is the place you need to be. This is the place you can be delivered, taught the word, set free, made whole. David had righteous indignation. There has to come a time in your life where you say enough is enough. There has to come a time when you say, I can't take it anymore. There's not one person in this building that haven't felt like giving up sometime, that haven't felt like throwing in the towel, that say, God, why you let this happen to me?
But Goliath crossed the line because he spoke against God. And you have to have enough God in you and enough love for God and enough love for his church and enough love for his leader that when somebody speaks against God or his church, you said, devil, you went too far this time. This time it's personal. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lift those hands and just begin to worship him right now, Lord. Lord, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my wrong. Forgive me for my evil. Forgive me for my wickedness. Oh, God, I receive your salvation. I receive the breakthrough. I receive the promise. I receive your word. Get down in my heart. Get down in my soul. Fight my battles for me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Keep on giving God praise.